Welcome back, the hearties, to the ship with no name, but a podcast that certainly has a name to end all podcast names. Uh, have you heard the tale of Dead Men Roll No Crits? Well, this be your captain speaking, Patrick, and I am excited to invite back to this Patreon broadcast my four friends and your players. I'm sorry, what was that? Jibert, Rebecca, Seath, and Teeler. Was that was that like our relationship name? If we were like a like a a quad a quadratic uh, polygamous. I'm sorry to put this in your mind, Rebecca, but Jebecca, Jibert, oh not Jebecca, Siler, like the like the like the bad guy from Heroes. Anyone remember Heroes? Heroes? Not, oh, I never uh, watched that show. Well, uh, early two thousands yeah. TV just yeah. did me dirty. Save the cheerleader. Save the world. Hey, first so, season was first season was great. Weren't they like trying to sell a Nissan Rogue or something? Like, wasn't that a big <laughs> yes. product placement in that yeah. show? Yeah, no, Versa, Nissan Versa. Yeah, that was, that was, that's that was it. That's it. Yeah, it was some Nissan. <laughs> <laughs> that that worked apparently because you guys remember a car from like twenty years ago. <laughs> I, I, I look. I, I have. I have. Anyway, let's move on. Let's move on from car talk. No car talk. Well, how's it going, everyone? This week, uh, I'm pretty excited because I went over to my old bookshelf over here, mm-hmm. and technically, I haven't physically done it yet. But for the purposes of this podcast introduction, I figuratively dusted off a, a new old book. From the Skull and Sack Shackles uh, Adventure Path. I guess I could technically, I mean, I'm just right here. I could do it live. Hold on. Oh, we're doing it live. We're doing it live. We're doing Fans, it live. quickly oh. pull Crunk up the video. The thing sucks. Oh, oh no, we, got, we grabbed the out. wrong book. Ooh, I've cracked. I've got a little post it note in the top here. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, we got to converting. This bad boy into second edition, as we are officially going to start on this next leg of the story this week. Book two of Skull and Shackles is named Raiders of the Fever Sea, and got some of my favorite oh artwork oh here. Oh boy, we're never going to survive that. Oh man, we're never. Gonna I remember survive. those guys. Yeah, yeah. everybody, uh, bolster the fortitude saves. All right. What you might remember, Jabert, is this author's name, Greg A. Vaughn. Oh yeah. Does that ring a bell? Oh, yeah, he did. Oh, gosh. It, did he write book six of Return of the Rune Lords? Uh, him? Rise of the Rune Lords. He wrote the original, uh, you know, taken on Zen Shalast in, in the mountains, uh, as well as book six of Reign of Winter. So he's probably ruined a lot of parties' chances with those high-level encounters towards the end of a piece. But here he is writing book two of Skull and Shackles. Um, are you guys, you guys ready to get, get into it? Crack this baby open? Oh, I just want to confirm, uh, he, he's, he also wrote, uh, uh, Rise of New Thassalon, sixth book of Return of the Rune Lords. The one oh. that we're going through right now. Oh, he's to blame so for he's that. He's to blame <laughs> for that. Not me. Don't take it out on me. Take it out on Greg. Make his monsters very weak and we will, we'll get him, we'll get him together. Well, he's a, <laughs> yeah, apparently, uh. Tried and true at making these high level adventures. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, let's let's crack on and crack it open as this week's story begins and you all are seen sailing off from Bone Rack Isle, having secured the treasure of the sunken shellish vessel, the Infernus, and making your way east towards the slithering coast. It is a journey of a little over a hundred miles, and with good weather and, and full wind in your sails, probably a trip that's going to take about two days' time from from where you are way out in the open sea. You see nary a, a slither of land or coast in that time as you cross a, a vast, quiet gulf south of the mainland. Uh, the pirates now under your command, Captain Cassius, all seem rather happy to be out from under plug as that night as you sail away from from bone rack there is indeed merrymaking to be had rosie cuswell kind of taking over as the the master of of ceremonies of games like the the pig toss and, and cards and things like that uh ambrose croup is unable to mess up all the fine fresh food that you guys are able to scavenge on bone rack isle from Roasted boar to, you know, fresh fruits and vegetables. Um, yeah, and, and it's on these nights here. These nights, uh, after a long day of sailing, you guys can get a reprieve from your duties. Uh, kind of relax a bit as you watch the sun settling in the west. Um, healing up your wounds, having Sindara kind of see to you. Uh, you can be prepared for whatever fever seas are going to throw at you this adventure um, but so far it's been smooth sailing as you're you're traveling uh, forward Honto perhaps you might be traveling back in your mind a bit as it has been quite an eventful couple of months since you last stood before your village elder Matis Keen Teeth she sent you south looking for answers among these pirates do you think she had an inkling of what she would be sending you to do to, to hang out, live amongst this hoi polloi, and kind of join this rotten society, kind of floating over the ocean? I don't think either of them knew what was going to happen, um, but definitely uh, there's a lot of introspection because, I, I mean, <laughs> it, it's a pretty typical crisis of faith situation. Like, Hanto was only ever, like, partly a believer in the dreams, and... Uh, now he's 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 wondering if he is being guided on this journey. Mm -hmm. What possible purpose could this serve? Like, why is he here? Why why did he get taken so close to the beginning of his journey? And just looking at his prospects, what could where could he where could he end up? It doesn't seem like there's really much direction here. So he's he's pretty confused and starting to wonder if there was ever actually a point to this journey at all. Where could this lead? Is this is this your story? Are you on board for someone else's tale? Starting to feel like um, a side character, yeah. Yeah, is is this Captain Cassius uh, now who is technically in charge here? Is, is, are you just part of his crew? The two of you have been in one another's corner thus far. Same with this Alaris character and Candoso. But Cassius is something different. You know, you, you get the sense deep down 
he is not unlike the rest of these rotten tooth rum drinkers. Am I right? Um, there's some cautious optimism just because he can see something different in these people. He doesn't see them as vicious murderers. He has no reason to think that yet. So, uh, they also did not antagonize him as the, the crew of the Wormwood did initially. So, <laughs> right. All oh, that's behind you, Seth. <laughs> There's not been a whipping in some time, I'm sad to report. I know. Uh, it's been a long time. I'm, uh, I bet you miss it. <laughs> you don't know me. You don't know my thoughts. Uh, Tyler, for your part here, is Cassius ready to be the captain of his third ship? I'm, I'm not sure if we've <laughs> kept I'm, a strict counting, count on your backstory. Yeah, are we counting... Uh, it is a new ship every time you had to rebuild the old one. If so, then it could be many ships. But yeah, if we're talking, perhaps. if we're talking uh, singular ships, I suppose this would be his second ship. He's actually he's he's got the makings of a fleet in him almost. Oh boy, Admiral <laughs> Cassius, he's got the ring to it. Ooh, I mean, yeah, I think uh, you know he's happy to see that everybody is making merry. You know, perhaps he's. Uh, allowing an extra rum ration or something uh, on the, on this on this night to celebrate the occasion and just kind of going around from uh, person to person, just making sure that uh, everybody's everybody's doing okay. Talking to Sindara a little bit. I think part Cassius need he, he wants to talk to Sindara about the artifact he has, but at the same time he's just really not good at stuff like that. Um, so probably not ready to do that, but would definitely stop by, talk to uh, Alaris, and talk to Candoso. Make sure Candoso is, uh, you know, suited to his. Uh, we decided to be the quartermaster, right? Um. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Candoso's come down with a frog in his throat. Mm, yeah, exactly. One of those. One of those frogs that turned into a cat and ate. And you shouldn't, yeah, you shouldn't have there. transformed into a shark, eaten a giant <laughs> frog on Bone Rack Island, and transformed immediately back. But here we I, are. I, I won't do that again. But um, he also he he also knows that Honto has you know he's a pretty good I think he's a pretty good reader of people. What's like sense motive in this game? Perception. Okay, yeah, he's a pretty good reader of people, so I think he knows very well that Honto has no idea what a master at arms is supposed to do. Um, so I think he would definitely kind of check on him and, and, and see if he has any questions or like, you know, if he feels like he's up to the, to the task, come up and maybe say, so I think he might come up and say like, or maybe <clears throat> on the deck. Oh, gotcha. Um, and it's nighttime, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, we decided that everybody's just kind of making merry. We probably, there's probably like a watch, I assume. Uh, skeleton crew up, up above. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's. You know, pretty, pretty typical scenario for this for this kind of scene. He's he's leaning on the banister, looking over at the water, at the moonlight as it reflects off the surface of the waves. You know, Honto, I, I know I asked ye a lot of ye to be master at arms, and I don't expect ye to to get it down on day one. I hope you know. And if you have any questions about, you know, position or or concerns, you can always come and talk to me. I'll help you out any way I can. I mean that. The the words kind of tug Honto away from 
whatever he was focusing on. And it's it's almost as if he started acknowledging that Cassius was talking to him like a third of the way through his words. And he just kind of shakes his head and goes, Were you expecting me to, to stay? Well, I do be hoping that she's staying. For, for a number of reasons, I suppose. You're pretty nice to have in a fight. And, well, I know you saved me life more than once and be pretty hard to repay that if you leave the ship. Mm. Being parted, breaking my chains is repayment enough, honestly. But thinking about it, no, I have no idea what a master in arms is supposed to do. So I would appreciate your guidance as long as I'm here anyway. I'm sure between the two of us, we can make you into a fine master at arms. There's a lot of leeway in the position, and truly you can put your own touch on it however you feel is best. But I must, I know you think it'll even, but, and I am curious, I have been for a while actually, why do you hate Pirate's Honto? There must be something in your past, and I'm not one to typically pry on the matter, but curiosity does have the better of me here. You call yourself a pirate, don't you? Hmm. It's like I, I, one of those moments where <laughs> it's like it's like a dangerous like do, does this dress make me look bad kind of question. <laughs> uh, I get you know Cassius kind of thinks on it for a second and he says, "Truth be told, I didn't set out for necessarily deciding to be a pirate or or setting sail one day and shouting from the mainsail that I'm a pirate now." Not be how it truly worked out, but there do be certain things in this life that you just can't do with bound by laws and underneath the thumb of other men. So the adventure that I seek, the, the things that I seek, have to do with, with freedom. So I, I'd be a pirate, but I don't necessarily keep company with others who call themselves such either. Years ago, I was, I was out with someone who's very important to me. And we were ambushed by a ship full of men. We didn't make it easy for them, but there were simply too many. And it was a lot like back at back at the first port where I met you, where we ended up on a ship in the middle of the sea, unable to escape. He just kind of looks aside for a moment and long story short, they took something, they took someone very important to me, someone irreplaceable. And if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be here today. To have their sacrifice be in vain just to end up in these clutches again. It's been agony. Are you the sort of person who, who takes people, who, who kills people, Cassius? I definitely don't be the sort to work with slavery or to be stealing people. I only be murdering those who, well, but I can't find really any other way, but I suppose if you had to categorize me as a pirate and be more of a treasure seeker than a hunter of men myself. So, do I delight in murdering folk? Nay. And pirates certainly can be a black-hearted lot. Many of them are far more evil, but... I've, I must say I have... Seen the same things on shore in civilized society that I've seen on a ship. 
The only, the only difference between a lord doing what a pirate does is a lord does it for power, and a pirate does it just because he wants to. Perhaps that makes him more evil, but I believe that a pirate is whatever he or she wants to be. I was hoping that getting revenge on Mr. Pug, Master Scourge, I was hoping it would help me feel better. It doesn't. Tepeo is still gone. I am still far from home. And I don't know where I'm going next, if I'm going to be honest. So, as long as... As long as you remain honorable and don't behave like those who took me years ago, then I can probably stay, at least for now. I'd be happy to hear that, and don't, I hope you don't ever think that you're, you have to be here. If, just, if you ever want to go home, me and the ship will take you there, anytime. But whenever you want to set sail to sea again, I hope the ship can be another home for you as well someday. Sorry to hear about what happened to ye, and I don't, I don't delight in knowing the dark, that dark things have happened to those I call friends. I hope life becomes a bit better for ye on this ship, Monto. He nods, and uh, he looks down at his, uh, his hand and kind of turns it over into a fist and curls it back, and he goes, so what does this position have to do with arms? Yeah, <laughs> Cassius laughs, and, and, and uh, you know, Hands him I the see. whip. It's like, get to work. <laughs> no, no, definitely doesn't do that. But, uh, um, you know, Cassius might regale him with different stories he's heard about, like, m- different masters at arms and uh, whatnot, and kind of gives him some uh, historical context to the role, maybe. But that can... Dro- and then he, he will drone on as he drinks, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Is there a place for everyone here? Uh, that's TBD because as we're cracking into this, uh, further into this book, you guys will be able to tell that this is truly your story to tell. And, uh, our Patreon listeners who have played this AP before will back me up in that there are many different paths to glory, uh, and becoming well-known or, uh, I should say, famous or infamous pirates on the the fevered sea. Ooh. We get to choose red or blue options in the dialogue tree. <laughs> yes, it's a quick time event where nice. you have to choose quickly. <laughs> um, but what doesn't go quickly is your travel, as it takes another uh, day and well into the morning of the, that second day of of travel. Here, you get to the coastline and start headed to east. Uh, see nothing but empty rocky beaches with a uh, thick blankets of forests beyond eventually though you do come across a stretch of tombolo a sandy isthmus you know a bar attached to a strip of land coming off of the coast and having to navigate around it you pass a tall headland that seems to reveal a cove at the mouth of a wide and dried out river basin you see the sluggish brown waters here uh, staining the blue sea like an ugly bruise. And there, in the distance in the cove, a series of docks that's been built upon this estuary with buildings concealed beneath the overhanging limbs of the brown and drought-stricken jungle beyond. On this headland, as your ship uh, circles around, you see 
a wooden watchtower standing upon the promontory of uh, a small hill, carefully concealed amongst the trees to provide a, uh, a clandestine view of the, the open seas around the cove. And as you sail past, you see a small uh, checkered red and yellow flag raised above the tower and perhaps some flashes of colored silks on a yarn arm in the docks ahead. But you are pretty sure this be the locale, the hidden cove that you have been told about, uh, known as Ricky's Whips. Is there anything on the ship that outwardly um, identifies it as the Man's Promise? I think you can have taken down the nameplate, um, certainly. Yeah, I think we would have. I think we would do that. Yeah, but no, nothing else super identifying besides maybe some books inside and things like that. Um... As you guys uh, steer into the cove, a number of uh, uh, humanoid figures emerge from shaded buildings along the the coast here, uh, many of whom gather on a uh, few of the piers, and a single masted longboat soon sets sail from the the boathouse and up the estuary to to meet you all, uh, a dwarven... Stevedore uh, comes aboard your vessel and introduces himself as Colvoon. Aye, well, you can all make anchor here uh, where you are in the deep water and we'll row you ashore. You, you captain, and, and whoever else you aim to take with ye. Uh, Riggedy Hake will, will take you in his office and talk terms. Sounds good. Uh, and then Cassius, you know, grabs Alaris and Candoso and Honto and also um, Ichito Greg. Oh my god. Oh no. I was, was going to say, please say Scrimshaw Jack. Please say Scrimshaw Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Ichito Greg coming with? Okay. <laughs> hey Seth, uh, remember episode two when you named this character? Yeah. Never getting away. No. Uh, here's, a, here's a map. Boom. Taking you to this little cove. I definitely need to make because I definitely am going to keep bringing NPCs along with us. I definitely I need to make a list because we're not always on that one page that has oh, all their names yeah. on it. I need to make a persona non grata. Well, I I have a dream of uh, training Owlbear to be Alaris's bodyguard and just oh. you know come with us all the time. Now that she has bested him but kept him alive, I think he owes her something. I I imagine kind of like um uh, Arya and. Is it uh, the Hound in oh, Game the of hound? Thrones? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm envisioning. Uh, um, you know, I knew in first edition there were rules for having um, uh, followers. Yeah, I'm not sure about second edition. I think we need to get on them. If no, I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure those rules exist in second edition. Yeah, let me check the game mastery guide. But it was so fun because it was often like if you were a knight. Uh, you would get like right. a, a PC that was like four or five levels below you to be your squire, and <laughs> it's like they had sometimes very little to do in combat where they're outclassed by like five levels. But it was yeah. very, very fun. All right, well that's something we can tuck away for for the future. But uh, the five of you heading to the the shore, um, yep. they'll they'll bring you on board this uh, uh, longboat and. Take you in, and as you get to the pier and on shore, uh, walking ashore onto the pier here, you see uh, 
what looks like a small town of a, a few dozen small huts, uh, maybe a hundred folk or so, working along the shoreline and the surrounding buildings here. Besides this um, boathouse, there's a there's a dry, there's a wet dock. Uh, Golvoon the dwarf, a few of his men will walk you up the hill to a once grand-looking structure with broad wings extending from the ground floor. In the center, you see an octagonal dome topped by a very stately-looking uh, cupola. Uh, at one point, this was a fine villa, um, but perhaps the, the harsh sun, the rains here, the slithering coast have cracked its boards and, and left it a great ghost of its former self. There's a, a painted board above its veranda that names this place Rickety Squibs. Uh, there are some smaller, less grandiose, uh, less grandiose hovels and sheds come put together a flotsam and jetsam, and you can definitely see some old ship parts in there as well. Surrounding this larger building and seemingly merged into it and the jungle behind, uh, where you can hear many voices back in the backside. But inside, as you walk in, you see. To the left, one wing of this building seems to be just a huge tap room. Perhaps a converted inn with a few sailors drinking at a, a long bar. You're taken to the the upstairs and a, a, a very still well put together drawing room where a stately desk awaits you. Lying the walls are all manner of nautical equipment from sextants to maps of the coastline. And sitting there before the desk, fidgeting with a scale, is this Older human showman. Ooh, nice. You know they're you know they're a pirate when they don't have all their teeth. Oh yeah. Rickety Hake is a a short, stoop-backed old man, uh leathery, weather-worn face, watery blue eyes, and just a halo of frizzy white hair, and um probably count the Fibonacci sequence on his teeth there for <laughs> which ones are missing, which ones are present. Looks like he's wearing gold doubloons for for an earring. Uh, he'll he'll welcome you in, and uh, his men will kind of stand towards the, the back of the room and says, "Boy, uh, they are coppin'. My name's Rickety Hike. Welcome to Rickety Squibs. Uh, mind ye, manner in my fair establishment, and keep them folks board as well in line, and we'll be off to the catamarans and full order. I'm expecting." Now let's get a good look at our voice, our talking coinage. And it will produce a, a large, collapsible telescope from a chest. Kind of scooches his chair over to the uh, to the window where he'll espy your vessel. I see a Ramadumi ship, a bit south of those waters for a vessel such as that. Uh, I imagine that whatever uh, she be seeking. She's a long way from her port of birth. Healthy vessel. Large. Aye. Cumbersome. Aye. A little slow for me personal taste, but you have to work with what you have, you know. Oh, she, she'll cut a, a clip through the water just fine, yeah. Rigor right. Push her way through the waves. Uh, like Besmara's got your, your back. But a large vessel such as this. Perhaps a week in dock with a rush job to change her outline. Patch her up. Rearrange the top decks and sails. Uh, this is indeed a fairly lengthy process, which they double time here at Rickety Squibs, working throughout the night. 
but the refitting of the ship is a variable number of days. Do you want to roll that variable as captain, Tyler? Uh, sure. What's the variable number I'm rolling? D4, 1D4, plus 4. I always roll high when it counts. Hey. <laughs> it's a big ship, mind you. My man's promise. So you've rolled uh, eight days, so a little more than a week. And he'll, uh, he'll start talking about some, perhaps some extras and things like that. But, uh, says, oh, they got options? Can we put ground effects on this thing? Oh, yeah. You get the spinning wheels and the ground lights. Um, all right. So I base the estimates on uh, a tithing of the ship's worth. And in the condition this one's in, I reckon south of the Ramadumi coast, she'd see 2,000 gold at auction. Meaning we'll be needing 200 gold coins for the squibbon. And if you want improvements, we can add them in to broaden the rudder for better turning or extend the keel for a more stable cut through the waters. And if in the craft is looking to do some, some smuggling, we can install compartments within the hull where you can keep an entire kit and caboodles worth of illicit wares outside the nose of meddlesome port authorities any of those options we add a, a 50 gold coins to to her her build i see and uh is there patrick is there any way to perhaps barter this price wild rickety hake isn't out to rob you blind mind you we will need to see coin up front just to prove we have you have what it takes mind but uh, i can see from the cut of your jib you've got uh, uh a number of crew on board there and from the cut of your cloth, uh, you seem to be a man of wares. And uh, maybe he's looking at some of the, you know, you guys can bring your weapons and things. Have some fine-looking weapons as well amongst uh, you and Alaris. I'm literally wearing fine clothes. Yeah. Hopefully. Uh, I have a feat called Portly Graces that allows me to uh, impersonate a noble. Can I, would that help us? <laughs> As you can see here, we've captured this noble woman. <laughs> I'll pay you Someday it's going to help us. Now, I swear. She'll go out on a date with you if uh, you take 50, <laughs> 150 gold off that price. Gross. Do I get to uh, bring Owlbear with me on the date? Uh, can, oh. she, okay yes, her, she, she has a very burly butler that can serve you <laughs> soft cheeses and That's wine. That's not canon yet. <laughs> um... I, I, I can take half payments now and uh, perhaps one and a half the total payments cost down the line if you're looking to make some bank with this beauty of a ship. But uh, I, if in your, you're pleased to make a deal like that, we can we can do so. So it'd be 100 gold coins now, no improvements, and a third of each of your hauls until you pay me back another 200 more gold coins. Down the road, mind ye. Uh, uh, you know, I think Cassius would, would think on that and say, the deal sounds good enough, but, uh, why don't we add in one of those smuggler compartments just for, just in case something bad were to happen and we'd be needing it. Mind you, a good way to get around a, a steep tax in port. <laughs> the way I be seeing it, if we get t- tax less on what we make, then that means more for you when we bring back our payment. Savvy? Uh, it sounds right to me. Uh, and if any you have any uh, head you'd like to sell off to, I imagine perhaps there's some tied-up Ramadumi sailors in in your 
brig you're you're looking to to barter back or or, or sell into the trade, uh, we'd be able to knock a uh, four or five gold crowns apiece. If you're looking to not make the trip back north to Port Peril yourself, we got a bit lucky with that regard, and they all turned into ghouls. So no Ramaduni, no Ramaduni needing. Now Captain Barnabas Harrigan more than likely knew their worth because kept them on the wormwood for himself. Uh, yeah, so no, no no one to sell into slavery. Uh, Hake will uh, uh, say, so uh, a total of 250 coins that will be 325 total. And we are talking uh, at least 100 up front. Okay, we have that. Yeah, that, you, you actually have that in uh, what this AP refers to as plunder, just like, you know, the giant crates worth of Ramadumi goods that um, that were being transported. Yep. Yep. We will happily produce said 100 plunder. Is that the paid for currency in Sea of Thieves? Yeah. <laughs> plunder. Exactly. Um, while you guys are here and he's, you know, talking with his stevedore, does anybody want to make a sailing lore check? See if you, you perhaps uh, now seeing the man in view Remember something about ye old rickety hake? Ooh. Uh, right. So, Olaris, would you, you've rolled a 23 here. 23. Sailing lore. Um, perhaps there were some tales you've you've heard other uh, sailors coming into to, to Magnamar uh, talk about before. Or maybe this is a, a story your your uncle Olivier had told you at one point. But um, you recognize perhaps the, the name as uh, uh, one of the crew of uh, a famous free captain uh, named uh, Captain Gurnett. Is that something you would you would bring up to him uh, that you you know him of of tales told from from the, the shackled seas before? bold she would be <laughs> but she might walk around the the question and and say something like um uh how long have you been here rickety where where did you hail from oh i've i've been uh here in this location uh not a decade or so uh putting down me roots after uh, a life spent on the open seas uh if you are walking around his room you perhaps can can back up that lore check by seeing some of the um, accoutrement here. Seems to be from Captain Gurnett's vessel known as the Bearded Whore. You gotta love. Oh you gotta boy. love the ship names of the AP. <laughs> well, I, I think seeing some uh, sign of this uh, maybe would uh, give her a way to sort of bring it up in conversation and you know comment. Um, the bearded whore—that's quite a name. I, what was that ship like? Oh, oh. ah, yes, it is one of the the ships I had some of my most uh, daring adventures in the day with with Captain Ella Garnett. Uh, sad to say, she fed the Kraken at the Battle of Nolus Point uh, when when my my tenure with her was was cut short. Those were the days sailing under a free captain. There's nothing like it. 
the respect you get amongst the other pirates. No one would touch her. Aye, it is it is something to to seek after to be one of the top, uh, one of the most feared and respected pirates on all of the, the seas of Galarian. Certainly comes with a lovely set of perks. Aye, you be getting your own islands to call your own. You're you're a voted member of the council, and you get tithing from several ships all over. What do you think, Lars? You think maybe one day you'll be a free captain? You have your own island, and I can retire there and drink rum until I pass out on a beach. It sounds pretty good to me. That is, that was the path that your uncle Olivier was was trying to go down, and supposedly he uh, met his maker. Yeah, and I was going to ask about that. So when she heard about her uncle, because she only just recently realized that he was, you know, a well-known pirate. He was not a free captain, though, right? He was or not a free. Or did she know that? Okay. He was not a free captain um, uh, from what his surviving crewmate told you. Part of the, the trials of becoming a free captain is a regatta around the Eye of Abendego, which just consumes uh, ships uh, uh, like they're, they're small toys. Wouldn't know anything about that. <laughs> yeah, it, it is a, uh, a, a very dangerous race, which has been um, won several years in a row by the same uh, free captain. Are you saying that his disappearance was somehow related to that? Or no, not that I know of. And you haven't mentioned your uncle's name to any of the characters, right? Sure I have. Yeah, I, I ah. told um, Cassius we had that heart-to-heart moment where I explained that you reminded me of your of my uncle, right? Did you just say my uncle or did you say my uncle Olivier? Like my uncle part, Olivier. I, I think I named, I think I named him. Hmm. She wouldn't um, keep this a secret. I mean, I, I think she, I think she's pretty proud of the fact that her uncle i mean she sees herself as potentially being i mean it's in her blood maybe because mm-hmm. she has a famous pirate uncle maybe yeah uh yeah so the, the last thing your uncle's crewmate said that uh uh happened you know in the the prior year since you had seen him last was he had entered into the free captain's regatta but failed because the same pirate has won it several years in a row. That is the ruler of Drenchport, the master of gales. Um, and then Dang. in in failing to do so, he went on and tried and potentially conquer an island out there for his his own sake. And that's when the ship was supposedly destroyed. Interesting. Yeah, I think all of this is uh, running through Alaris's head, but I don't, I don't think she would talk to this guy about it necessarily. But. Ooh, I'm trying to trying to think if Cassius would say something about Prob- probably not yeah. I, mean, I, I just because I'm sure as you're like poking you know if you've mentioned your uncle to Cassius before and I think even in Cassius's head he would connect that it's possible that Rickety um, might have met him or know him but at the same time if he doesn't see that you're kind of pushing down that route I don't think he would just kind of pipe up and shove that Guys, the, you're, you're here for the next eight days with <laughs> rickety hate. That's we'll true. Plenty of time to talk to, to him about it. <laughs> to just true. space out your conversations because it's going to get real old talking to him. Uh, eventually, we're going to just 
Yeah, we're going to blow all the conversations in two days and then sleep for six. Well, I think uh, while like everyone's like using all this pirate terminology and talking about pirate things, <laughs> if anybody takes a glance over at Honda, like his, his, his brow is furrowing more and more as he's trying to decipher what people are even talking about at this point. Like, <laughs> I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. I don't know anything about the ship. Um, right. So as the, uh, as soon as the ink is dry on the, the parchment for your guys's deal, um, they get out and that long ship, uh, will help guide the, the man's promise into the, the, the dry dock and they get to, to work putting her up immediately. Question, will these uh, changes to the ship make it unrecognizable, or will it still look the same? It's just improved. It's going to look very different. In fact, it is a fairly... Someone would have to be on the ship investigating and succeed at a uh, a, a perception check. Someone who had, who had known the ship before in order to, to recognize it. So changing the entire profile... Uh, of the vessel, um, Great. not just like cosmetic things, but things that will change its its outline. It will not look Ramadumi at the end. Uh, yeah. So the the rest of the day here, fairly quiet, but you can watch as the man's promise is raised by pulleys and hoisted into the dry dock by uh, a team of a dozen oxen and about forty men guiding her with with ropes. Uh, your crew can disperse into the community here, looking for drink or trade in the local shops or doing odd jobs, helping out with the the squibbing for some extra coinage. Uh, the heat here on the the southern coast, the, the Slytherin coast, is excessive, and you can tell it seems to be uh, fairly perilous drought conditions as the river estuary is about half-dried, exposing... Uh, a cracked and dusty riverbed in, in places. That night, as the day shift ends and Ricky squibs, the night shift gets to work. Uh, you can see the, the day shift having hoisted your vessel in the dry dock and started the preparations for the squibbing, uh, going to the, the bar in the commons where you, uh, you met Ricky squib and, and drinking it up with your own crew. The dry dock uh, is a, a spectacle to behold at night as hundreds of sheathed candles and lanterns uh, illuminate the ship, making it shine like it was daytime inside the building. And the night crew starts their 12-hour shift to continue working. Continue the shift. Um, we, we talked a little bit, I think, off-air, and I, I should mention one thing we did between last week and this week is cure... Cassius um, of uh, a ghoul fever that you had from Bone Rack Isle with the help of Sandara Quinn kind of treating the wound and perhaps rubbing some salves into it. Yeah, it's nice to know that if I croak that he's not coming back for uh, seconds. <laughs> so wait, you mean that rubbing mud in it was not the answer? <laughs> no, apparently not. No, no. Not not jumping into a, a gross grindylo cavern. <laughs> yeah, I think somehow it was an accelerant. So finding <laughs> potentially fighting more ghouls. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Um, the uh, the thing about having eight days here is 
in Pathfinder first and second edition, there are a number of things you can do with downtime, which you'll have here in spades, um, like retraining feats or skill bonuses. What do they call them? Pathfinder second edition skill ranks, not ranks. No uh, trainings. So like if you're an expert in a skill and you want to take that away and put it into another skill, uh, that's something you can do with, with the time, uh, that you have here. Gotcha. Um, Jabert, was there one that you wanted to do while we had downtime? Yeah. 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 I'd been uh, looking at, uh, archetypes and I found the, the herbalist archetype. Mm. Um, and, uh, that one, that one's sort of calling out to me. It sort of allows you to do a few more of the, uh, uh, medicine skill type things with nature. And so, yeah. so you, you can find the, the local, um, uh, Hostess brewer, um, Trebegia, and she'll bring you under her wing. And uh, as, as long as you're fine doing like tons of fetch quests for her out into the forest <laughs> to uh, to bring her uh, ingredients and things like that, she'll she'll help you out with the training. Awesome, Candoso. Why do I suddenly see so many exclamation marks on the island? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, I've, I've got some tallow wart, but uh, uh, boy, my back's hurting. <laughs> you mind getting me a <laughs> um, uh, a hot towel and maybe a cold compress? Time to get to grinding. <laughs> it's all low-level XP uh, missions, but by the end, that, that final level up, you get to become a potion person. Mm. What was he? What was the name of it? Uh, herbalist. Herbalist. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I sort of get access to a few of the alchemy uh, things, which is fun. Um, as part of that, I move up to an expert in nature. Um, I'm already an expert in nature, and since we're just talking about uh-huh. um, switching up skill stuff, mind if I also, while I'm at that, maybe switch that over into something. I think uh, so. I think it is. It is a number of days which we can look up, but okay. um, that yeah. is that is potentially something we can do uh, after. Yeah, like maybe over into survival, like something I would be using while I'm doing all that. Oh yeah, maybe. So uh, yeah, we'll we'll talk about that. Um, yeah. And uh, if this is a surprise to some of you, you didn't know how many days we might have here in the dock. Um, if you'll think think about it between this week and next week as well. Um, uh, Gamble. Yeah. Two. Well, actually, um, uh-huh. so so you said first night we're all kind of like the whole crew of the ship is is at the bar, the, the uh, tap yeah. room. I mean, for the most part, they've been sailing, you know, for months on end. If they didn't get off at Bone Rack Island, so oh, yeah. they're pretty happy to be in port. Absolutely. Um, would you say, uh, Cassius, that our group would be kind of at their own table? Uh. Yes and no. I, I think some of that time would certainly be spent with, you know, the officers kind of going over, uh, you know, what we're going to be doing for eight days, uh, you know, talking about, hey, we're guests here. Like, let's let's watch our own. Uh, but also, you know, Cassie's definitely going to be trying to take some money from folks. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I he definitely doesn't have a pickpocket skill feat that he wants to put to use either. So... <laughs> Uh, you know, he, he will definitely, as Cassius is wont to do, wander off occasionally to get in trouble. 
Um, hopefully, uh, at some point, Hanto can catch him before he does that. Yeah, you definitely have the time. Kind of take his ear and go, it sounds like they deal in slave trade here. Aye, we did get that type of bargain part of the ship, but it is a lucrative business that some stoop down to, unfortunately. Mm. I take it by asking that you want to find out if there are any here and try to help them. He'll just kind of look at Cassius and kind of walk away. <laughs> there's a there's a meaningful look in his eyes as he does so, though. I mean, if you take a look around the town, I think I mentioned 100 people. I think it's actually less than that. I think it is, is fairly uh, tiny in that there is a population listed in the first edition uh, AP at 77. Uh, mostly humans, though you see uh, a number of halflings here as well. Oh, and I also have, I'm sorry, Jabert, you're not training with some random NPC. You're training with the steward of of Rickety Squibs, uh, a druid named uh, Chandra Bristlewick. How am I not going to use these amazingly named <laughs> NPCs? Chandra Bristlewick. Chandra Bristlewick. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's a uh, uh, one thing we'll also talk about off week is I'm sure you guys have a number of things you would like to purchase. There is a um, uh, you know a purchasing limit, uh, for example, mm-hmm. uh, and, and and a value for for this this small settlement. Uh, you would not be able to sell your massively expensive ring of of swimming, um, Tyler here because. They don't have enough gold in the entire entire settlement. Sure, I mean I don't have it. the ring of swimming. I think somebody else has that, but I imagine oh. that would also apply to my my sword, which is also massively expensive. Who has a ring of swimming? Uh, to the loot page. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at it. it. It was a magical ring that you found in the the pocket of one of the shellish fine articles of of clothing. But anyway, as an example. That would be too expensive an item for them to to cover here. Uh, but yeah, something something we can uh, work on as you guys have eight days to make purchases and and do whatever else you need uh, in our in our downtime. But perhaps there's not that much downtime as day two. You open up here to a, a cloudless sky, uh, but still. Uh, uh, streaks of of color, promising perhaps a, another scorching day in a in a, a rust filled sky early in the morning. Uh, the jungle wilting underneath the unrelenting sun, and the the river burbling into the cove, and it's kind of murky, sluggish waters here along the the banks. Um, as soon as uh, as the the midday starts here. Um, the night shift workers get off and invite your crew, and particularly the, the captain and her officers of the ship, to enjoy the shade of the boathouse and share with them a, a cask of beer that's been cooling in the waters of the estuary as they challenge you to a game of nine pins. Oh, now it's interesting. The uh, the dwarf Golvoon will will come back at you saying, uh, "I will devise a team, a, a, a your crew versus me and us lads. Best bold games out of five wins it and throws in the lion's share of the next day's cask of beer. Are you and your crew up to it, Captain Cassius?" 
last time I, my team was in a gambling game, I must say we ran away with it, so why? I think we're down for it. Fortune favors us. You better be ready. So they, they, we'll go and like have uh, have a meal at the, the common house, but by the time you get back here, it seems like this might be more of a rickety hakes tradition than they let on, as it's not only the players of the, the night shift, uh, about 20 or so workers that are here on the docks as you arrive, but you see some other human and, and halfling townsfolk. Um, Chandra will bring you along, uh, Jabert, to um, maybe study while the, the game is played, and you see other faces, like the, the wizened old tanner, the young fishmonger, Athlean, as you, you pass by the tiny town. Uh, benches and chairs are brought out, and uh, a small arena almost has formed around the, the play pit. And uh, and Golvoon says, Oh, this blasted heat! Oh, and and damn these social norms preventing me from shaving this massive daft beard. <laughs> let's, a let's true shame. <laughs> uh, he's, I've got a huge woolly beard, and... and, and jungle conditions that's not ideal uh, let's raise the beer out to the river now and get our competitors here good and polished before we embarrass them on the nine pin alley is nine pins bowling yes okay question mark just <laughs> a, a few of the the stevedore go over to the edge of the dark uh, the dock here and start to, to hoist a series of ropes and pulleys slowly up uh there's some light shade thrown your way as your your rivals take some practice shots and Onlookers place friendly copper bets on your crew's chances. When all of a sudden the the ropes on this pulley kind of jerk, and one of the men on on them is is pulled into the water while the other is screaming. Rope burns on her hand where she was holding the line, and you hear thrashing in the water below the dock, and what sounds like a, a hissing noise. Um, what? Uh, how, how far away would you say that is? Oh, I'm bringing us straight to the map, Jabert. Don't, don't you worry. Oh, boy. Ooh, I'm so mad to use a new spell. About 20, 30 feet or so down the dock there. Uh, let's make, as you're, you are surprised by this uh, condition. You're ready for a, a, a polite game. Uh, let's make some perception checks and roll into turn order jump into a combat combat yeah roll them in oh a, a rare above 20 perception roll from Honto for initiative yeah look at that. so I have a spell cast as a reaction uh air bubble any chance I could get that off this you is can, getting pulled in the water you can cast it as a reaction uh yeah what this, yeah it is exclusively really as cool. a reaction Trigger is a creature within range, enters an environment where it can't breathe. <gasps> what is what is the range on it? Sixty feet. Oh, I've oh got you about thirty feet down the dock here, and you were oh. just looking at this guy in the water, and perhaps can see just below the edge where they're thrashing about at the the top there. So yeah, that goes off. Nice. That is a clutch air bubble. Useful spell. Yeah. So for eh. one minute, he can breathe normally. Overrated. It's not like the entire AP is going to take place on the ocean, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> can't be. Can the, air, can the air bubble also defend from snakes? 
or crocodiles, um, whichever is causing the hissing. Let me see here. It says uh, no snakes. Yes, no snakes <laughs> yes. allowed. Yeah, it was such a good spell. <laughs> uh, there is a, like I said, uh, a thrashing from the water here, as well protected from drowning, perhaps. Uh, whatever is in the water with this man, uh, you can just see bits and highlights through the, the murky estuary water as he's being pulled down uh, by some kind of creature here. That is their turn as they indeed oop, I'm just gonna drag this guy below the water and by doing so put him on the GM layer of the map. <laughs> and uh, we are in turn order for the rest of you folk, uh, starting with Honto. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I see. Um, jeez, oh, I'm trying to think of how... This is a complete stranger, right? This isn't one of our crew members? No, this is one of the the stevedores here, one of the longshoremen. I see. We're supposed to be good guests. All right, uh, yeah, quick as a whip. Let's do it. I'm going to use uh, Key Rush. Uh, so as one action, I can move twice. Mm-hmm. Let's see. And... Let's just kind of scoot up to the edge here. Um, I don't suppose I can, like, try to see anything as part of my movement. Uh, yeah, make me a, a perception check as you get to the edge of the, the dock. Sure. Hmm. 19. Uh, I mean, you see the body of what looks like a, perhaps a large, a trunk-like body. I'll, I'll say that. Very thick and covered in scales. Uh, what exactly is down there? Perhaps you're, you didn't get a good enough look. Like I said, it is it's below about five feet of water and right now uh, somewhat obscured from your vision from from up top. Okay. Um, but with that, you can also see that this figure seems to have... Um, uh, is almost surrounding this, uh, this stevedore. Understood. So it's coiling around. Perhaps. All right. Well, doing a... Fancy twisty jump. Uh, Hunter will go ahead and splash right on and into the water. Oh my! <laughs> All right, you're you're touching down almost exactly where I'm gonna put him to the side where the uh, the stevedore was. Uh, and from here, <laughs> you just kick uh, him in the face as you go underwater. <laughs> Dive kick into <laughs> the the murky churned waters of the river. Here, uh, you see indeed what perhaps you first think of as a long snake, thick as a, a barrel at its core. As as you, the waters churn here, you are indeed less than five feet away from it as the, the snake's body ends. It comes around to face you, and you see a humanoid face. Oh, that's Perhaps not cool. Spaced out, a horrified state. Uh, back to the GM level, and I'll add this guy so everyone can see who we're doing. Yeah, it's a Naga. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It's this fun little guy, but uh, a, a humanoid face that looks dazed or spaced out in a horrified stare in your your direction. Um, huh. If you have occultism, uh, that is a something you can do to recall knowledge about what this creature is, what it does. Big no on occultism. I understand. Uh, you still have an action, correct? I have two actions, in fact. Oh my goodness gracious. <laughs> Um, and uh, I have concealment until the start of my next turn. So there is that also. Oh, don't forget about concealment. 
do not forget about it. So yeah, I mean, I know that we did a really bad job uh, remembering it back when we were fighting on the Man's Promise initially, but I'm going to hold you to it. I'm, I have you. I hold you to a higher standard, Patrick. As I'm wearing the the bottle cap of Concealment Remembrance, <laughs> and I cannot let it fall from my head. Uh, he looks lest, majestic. Lest I forget it is on there. Bottle cap. Uh, for the podcast, no, this is literally, yes. Yes, he was wearing a bottle cap. cap. This is a thing that is actually happening. Okay. Try to forget, Patrick, I dare you. <laughs> Why is there a bottle cap on your head, Patrick? Concealment. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, uh, I'm going to do the thing, you know, switch to wolf stance. Glory of Blizzard. Oh, oh, Seth, calm now. What? Bop, 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 on my sweet new friend. I know. This is a 24 hit, <laughs> this thing's AC. It does. Okay. <laughs> Uh, almost minimum damage, rolling a six piercing on it. Ooh. All right. Well, uh, damage on the board is damage on the board. That's uh, true. There's <laughs> a 21 hit. Ooh. 21 does not. Are you kidding? Right. Oh, no. That's not good, y'all. That's not good. <laughs> not good, but hey, you've already hit it once. It's yeah, very true. doable. Six damage. There you go. Right. Yeah. You batter into this thing's hide and feel a good deal of... N- non-give resistance not technical resistance but it is uh a mass of muscle underneath it's it's uh leathery hide uh well you know what it is oh i was like what's up <laughs> 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 i saw you do that the bottle cap of remembrance almost knocked it off uh cassius you are next in the turn order Sir, if you want to get, be as bold as your master of yeah. arms here. Cassius kind of stands there and goes, on one hand, I don't want to. On the other hand, maybe if we save him, I could barter a discount for the ship. Hmm. Either way, I might need to save Honto, so I should probably go. And uh, he, after coming to some kind of terms and, and how he can selfishly justify this action by hopefully getting a discount, he's definitely going to try and get a discount. Uh, is going to move to the edge of the of the dock, and how far underwater are they? Just about five feet. Just about five feet. We'll okay. say it might be a little easier to see where Honto is, um, and then just the it's the churning water of what looks like a large creature underneath there. So for, for my second action, because considering I have a, a healthy run up, I'm gonna try to leap out because they're still about they're twenty. Well, the creature's 20 feet away from the dock. Mm-hmm. So I need to jump at least 15 feet to... If, if only we had ever used the, the leap in rules in this game before. Yeah. So I have a running start, so I think I need to make an athletics check. So technically, a long jump is two actions. Okay, well, that's fine. That'll be all my actions then. But well, I it, think it, it, it includes think... a movement action. Yeah, I was going to say, that includes the movement. So this, is, yeah. this would be just... The, your first two actions. Oh, I'm just jumping at the end of my first movement. Okay, yep. Yeah. So so uh, if you okay. are attempting to go 15 feet, it is DC 15, right? Okay, I have I have a plus eight to this. So let's see how I jump. I jump. <laughs> a three on the dice. Not gonna not gonna get you there, right? No, it's gonna make it a little short. I've uh, 11 total. Yeah, so you can you can leap normally. Uh, but you can't leap that full distance. So perhaps sink right behind uh, uh, Honto here. 
or you know, over here, wherever you'd like to yeah. land. Yeah. Okay. So that's two actions. I have another. I mean, you also have a, a hero point if uh, if you want to re-roll that. It's an option to us always. No, I'm gonna let it stand. Okay. It's not that terrible of a consequence. It's not like I took damage. So uh, we'll let it stand. I think all that means is I'm gonna have to spend my third action to move up another swim forward feet. yeah i'm just gonna swim forward and then i'm going to clear my cash so i'm <laughs> better prepared for my next turn do, do you want to swim any further i mean you might have some people coming behind here clear some don't, take, don't take the bait don't take the bait e- yeah, no, they can. There's another spot next to Honto. They can jump somewhere else. Uh, I'm. This thing is long, and I don't even have his attacks of opportunities, and I'm not going to be the one to find out that it does. Okay. Uh, then we are on to Candoso next. All right. I too will stride up to the end of the dock, and I shall cast a spell upon this wicked snake. Mm. I cast hydraulic push. Oh. Pushing down in the, the water where this thing is. Uh, yeah, trying to push this big snake monster away from my good friends. It re- is required to make a reflex save, correct? Uh, this is actually an attack roll. Oh, okay. So Go, go ahead. Uh, 22. Oh, that's a good attack roll. Uh, that is a fail. Oh, no. Uh, oh, no. And, and these can't be the uh, uh, hero points can't be used for attacks, right? They can. Yeah, oh. we determined we determined that they can. <gasps> I oh think we boy. determined from from here on out certainly any D20 roll. Okay. I'm going to try that one more time. Any D20 roll is a check. Okay. Even if it's a attack or save or a skill to a check to see if you succeed. <laughs> oh, exact no. same thing. <laughs> oh exact no. Same roll. Let's no push for you. No push. <laughs> um, I want to say no. Nothing. Nothing on a fail. Oh no. Okay. Then that brings us uh, to Alaris back here on the docks. All right. Alaris is going to come up to the end of the dock, and I would actually like mm-hmm. to tie off a rope at the end of the dock. Um. Okay. That that'll be a couple of actions. You know. To well, actually, there. Uh, there are ropes hanging into the water right now on this. Task. Okay, so we'll be easily um, what, what you, we'll be able to climb out easily then. Uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, there's already people behind you, you know, calling for uh, Jaroop, uh, who's the stevedore that fell in, you know, trying to get them back to the um, the shoreline. Okay, well, in that case, I think Alaris would um, take a cue from the captain and. Uh, and she is going to uh, take a running leap out there as well. Sure. So this will be part of a two-action uh, long jump. Um, you said that's acrobatics or athletics? Uh, this is athletics. Not my best. Nope. That's 12. Um, yeah, so you can get out about uh, 10 feet there in any direction. That's not going to get you next to this this creature, though. So, still a third action. What would you like to um, do? Okay, being in the water, I guess there's not really anything I can do. Um, I think she'll just kind of stay where she is and get her curve blade out and just kind of be ready in case something happens near her. 
Okay, you're about 10 feet away right now, so still plenty of action to happen. Uh, but that is the end of turn one, which means we're going to go back to the creature, to this thing. Uh, on the docks, they're, they're calling for Jeroop to get over to the, the ropes as you're fending off whatever this this foul aberration is. Uh, it is going to strike out and send a bite Tonto's way as its its first attack. And if only there was something to remind me about concealment. Wait, it's just cap on my head. Uh, so is it uh, all attacks against you? I have concealment until the start of my next turn. Okay, so a flat DC 5 check is what I need to make on this first one. Natural one on the dice. Oh, nice. How dare you? We take yeah, those. You you have forsaken me. All right, it's Dude. gonna try concealment on this second attack. Oh boy. Oh, oh natural. Wow. Talk natural about one both to natural sides twenty. Of the coin. Oh my. That was used on the concealment. I want yes. to point out, yes. Tyler. Yeah. So that's yes, on I know, but it's still terrifying just to see happen. Yeah, yeah. I I, I roll in two extreme modes. All right, so this is its second attack. Uh, which does have finesse, so it's, it's still dangerous coming at you with its massive jaws. You see these sharp, uh, I guess I didn't really express. This is the official art from the Adventure Path. I can show you guys in, in full size here. Fang-like jaws uh, coming at you. I'm, I'm not a fan, just so it's on the record. <laughs> yeah, it looks like it's something from the cat musical. <laughs> Oh, oh, yeah. right. oh no! Oh, scary face. A, yeah, I, I never like their drawing of spoilers. This is indeed uh, some kind of naga. Um, this naga has rolled a, a twenty-three to hit. Really? Even hit. that's its second attack with the penalties yep. and all. Eleven on the dice. All right. Um, yeah, that's a hit. Okay, coming at you. It sinks those fangs in for. Oh, it's a lot of damage. Uh, it is 15 points of piercing damage. Hey, I feel you, you hit me. You hit me for for 40 on the last one. I'll yeah. take 15. 15 is mine. 15. Yeah. Them's toddler numbers. 15. If I can do math right, but uh, you know, along with that, uh, immediately coursing through Ruxy veins is uh, some kind of venom action. I need you to make a fortitude save we're, as well. We're here already. This is this is the fever C. It's a twenty-seven. <laughs> oh, on my you killed it. Oh, the DC is so high, but that's a success. Monks, yo. Uh, excellent. All right, so it uh, it has one more action. Uh, it, it'll it'll try it'll try its third bite attack. Uh, but a four on the concealment. Concealment saved Woo! you twice. Wow. Okay, well, that is its turn, and we're back to you, Honto. Is that so? Uh, well. <laughs> right back, yeah. Um, I mean, so, uh. I've never seen concealment. The history of Pathfinder work out so well. <laughs> I, I, I have not that seen it now. in this campaign work once in my favor so i'm very happy to have it uh, pay <laughs> yeah, off here cool. um so darn you cap and reminded me 
Oh, worked so well. You can't throw you can't throw that away anymore. That's the official. Yeah, that is the official cap. cap of remembrance. Okay. <laughs> Cosmic crit branded cap of remembrance. <laughs> I don't want to put on just like a hat. It was very uncomfortable. There's a reason we don't That's go around wearing bottle caps. Uh, anyway, uh, so attacks of opportunity. Uh, those used up a uh, reaction, right? Correct. Of which, uh, typically, you, you have one of. Okay. Around. So. Under normal circumstances, if this thing does have an attack of opportunity, it would be used up by me if I trigger it, and then everyone else would be free to move. Well, yeah, if its reaction is reactionary to movement, yes. Okay, in that case, uh, I will utilize my excellent swimming speed to get onto the other side of the Naga. No. Does anything happen? Sweet Naga. Uh, No. No, there's no, no bite attack. We like to hear it. All right. Yeah. Uh, in that oh. case, uh, 40 plus. Okay. First one, That's probably seven on the dice is a miss. Indeed. Uh, even even with flank. That's not much better. Oh, six on the dice. No, we need, we need them double digits, son. All right. Well, <laughs> just because I set it up, I might as well try for that third attack with my last action. Ah, of course. Oh, well, there's the double digits, but too much of a negative. Yeah, Sadly, yeah, here, yeah. even with the flank. Yeah. Uh, Cassius, though, set you up yep. for success. That's what a Master at Arms does to their captain. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's try to set up some more success with a feint. Underwater feint. Alrighty. And this is Perception against... Perception DC. Ooh, I rolled a six. I'm glad I got that out of the way. Yeah, this is a 17. A fail. Okay, just a fail though. Um, I hope you don't have a yes. DC twenty-seven perception check. Okay, cool. Just all right. Well, unable to deceive, which makes sense. We're underwater. Uh, we're just going to strike with the cutlass. Tidewater cutlass. Wow. Oh, oh no! It's six on deception, a two on the attack. This is cosmic crit all over again, man. <laughs> Doesn't like I, it. You can't tie these two together. Don't. I don't know what to do. I mean, I'm going to attack again, but... Third action. <laughs> I really just... I really need a W here, game. Show me the W! Oof. Nine on the dice. No, no, no W digits dice. here. We're going to need them W digits. Uh, but hopefully, maybe your wonderful spellcaster can set you up with some success here. Oh, probably not. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> Get that frog out your throat and get some spell sling in the sun. <clears throat> um, all right. I am going to cast Tempest Surge. What is this now? This is my focus spell. So it's a reflex save. I imagine it's got a pretty good one. Good but, reflex. Uh, not its best, though. That's important. All right. Well, that's, that's good. That's going for me. I can roll low on a dice. I didn't roll low enough to fail, though, here. Ten. All right. Double digi for me. So I rolled real well on damage. <laughs> it's a real shame it didn't go through. Um, so 10 points of damage. Ooh. I mean, even on the half, that is, that's the most damage this creature has seen so far. That is Ooh, boy. A, a phenomenal damage roll. It can, I can tell you, it's, it's not um, liking it. It doesn't seem to uh, have any resistances that you can see as strong uh, this bolt of energy kind of courses through the water and you see it writhe in agony and pain. Mm. Uh, I think as a move, I'm going to uh, hop in the water. Bloop. Action number three. 
still keeping about 15 feet away from this creature. You don't want to get oh, yeah. in the danger yeah, keep, zone. Keeping a little bit of little distance here. Oakley Doakley. Let's go on to Alaris. All right, Alaris is going to step up uh, to this big Naga creature mm-hmm. and uh, take a swing at it with her Elven Curve Blade and fail. That's a 16. Hey, the curse of the uh, unnamed ship crew not rolling double digits. Uh, it's five on that dice. This would have been great damage if it had succeeded, but you've got a second attack too, right? Yep, yep. Well, you can do try it. that. No, oh, that's no. 17. Oh, oh <sighs> boy, howdy. If this guy wasn't a, a beefy big old snake, uh, might get some more of these attacks through. It is its turn, though, and... I get off some poison action here. Uh, but it also got electrically blasted by Candoso this turn. I think it's actually going to move. Oh no, I've made a huge mistake. Backwards in the water here. Oh, thank goodness. Churning up the, the water as it goes. And you see a, its mouth glowing under the water. About uh, 30 feet away from you, Candoso. Uh, I should mention that Captain Cassius sees this as well as it sends out its own bolt of primal electric energy in your guys' direction. I need Cassius and Candoso to make me a reflex save. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no, Jabert. I managed to squeak out a 10 for the reflex save. Bert, do you want to keep that four standing here? I don't. I don't I, I've already used my hero point. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I forgot. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, indeed. Uh, no, no, he didn't. I remember him not using it. <laughs> uh, I mean, this is a basic save, and I'm sad to say that is a critical failure. On the DC, which means you take double the listed damage from the effect. Uh, Y'all guys remember when I told you that the the jump from three to four was a big was a big doozy. (laughs) Bit of a doozy. Uh, This is this is indeed the spell lightning bolt, uh, level three spell, and it's yeah, Yeah, gang, forty twelve damage. Bye, gang. Bye, gang. Uh, I'm I'm sorry. That's about right. I rolled a nice, even 26 points of damage. All right. uh, which means, is indeed a, a Kendoso out of it? Uh, no, I'm bloodied. Okay. Yep, so. From uh, 52 points of damage? Uh, oh, sorry. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, never mind. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm out. Yeah. Okay. I was about to say, was wait like, a minute. One shot. One shot. What the... Uh, I'm sorry to say, Cassius, you're taking that damage as well, as that's a fail. That's fine. All right. Well, I mean, I guess maybe this is a good time to hero point. Uh, what did I, I roll the 10. I could, I'm 50. If I critical fail, I have to do the double, though. Uh, a, a critical fail is double damage, yeah. Yeah, you know what? I'm just going to keep the damage. <laughs> let it stand. Uh, I'm just going to let it stay because if I critically fail, that knocks me out too. That's two down instantaneously. I can't risk that. I'm just going to accept uh, the harsh damage. Okay. 
yeah, 26 points. It's it's nothing to sneeze at. That is its entire turn, though, which brings us back to Anto. Okay. Um, so I see the vault. Um, can I see how far can I see under this water exactly? Um, I think you can see it uh, as it's uh, kind of zoomed past you at this point. Can, um, can I see? But can I see Cassius and Candoso? Um, they might be a bit far away to tell exactly what's going on with them, but uh, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, you just saw a lightning bolt, mind you, Indeed. like poof, coming down from the skies, but traveling from this creature to to your friend. So yeah, suffice to say, friend, they friend word they <laughs> might be in trouble. Indeed. Um. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what the priority would be here. So it looks like it. It looks like it's swimming away, as far as I can tell. Like, oh yeah, I mean it's it swam about ten feet behind you there. All right, yeah. Uh, he'll take that as a defensive uh, uh, posturing and uh, start to swim back. I think to rejoin his friends here. Um, yeah, mission accomplished as far as I'm concerned. We saved the guy. Yeah. let's get out of here. Right. <laughs> I was about so, to say the same thing. So did uh, uh is 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 the man's the 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 uh, uh what's his name? Well, they've got two. Uh, people to, to pull up out of the water here now. So I think your crew, uh, including a, a, a Pity Patterson and Jack Scrimshaw, are uh, reaching down into the water to to pull up Candoso at this point. Okay. I think uh, I think Hanto will look at uh, at Cassius and Alaris and just kind of like jerk his head towards the shore to see if they agree. <laughs> yeah, okay. Cassius not hard. <laughs> let's, let's, let's go. Let's go. Uh, yeah, let's let's do that. Um, let's see, is there some action I can take to try and pull one of them with me? Maybe under the water? No, not not really. Yeah, here. we're not really set up for that kind of thing. All right, I will attempt to climb out onto the duck. Yep, simple uh, athletics check. Would a DC eighteen handle it? Oh yes, it would. If you want to use the old assurance, you're you're up and out and can start helping out Pity Patterson. Just so we, just so I can address the the three people who brought it to our attention. Assurance, um, <laughs> roughly three-ish people. We are. I am aware that I have gotten assurance wrong. I apologize, and uh, we're going to be handling it correctly going forward. We're going to make <laughs> so many mistakes. Put on the cap of assurance <laughs> on your head. <laughs> oh dang! I'll need to go. Um, I'll make a stop at the at the store and buy a bottle of something so I can have a cap of assurance. Uh, Candoso, unconscious. Oh wait, no, we're we're on, we're on a Cassius technically next. Sorry. Oh, um, the dock is getting a little crowded. I'm trying to think of whether I want to try and swim up and get up back up on the dock or just go to the beach that's directly because then I can just walk out of the water. And I don't have a cultism, so I don't know if this thing would chase me onto land. Uh, yeah, I think Cassius looks back and he sees that. He, he knows Alaris still has to go up to the dock. Kandoso still needs to be dragged onto the dock. There's only space enough for maybe one other person. Can, he's closer to the shore than Alaris, so he's just going to swim for the shore. So, so he gets to here on the shore. All right, you're moving up the... the- the, this is all like the dry, cracked uh, estuary of the um, riverbank. Uh, yep. That brings us to Alaris. Um, I think or, technically, oh, sorry, I have to I have to do a thing. Yes. Okay. Nailed it. Not dead yet. Yay. Yeah. 
live to take another lightning bolt. <laughs> Fortitude save. We. This is not just a flat DC. Wait. I... No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm suffocating. I'm drowning right now. Oh. If I, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a DC, um, DC twenty. And on the next round, it's DC twenty-five. And on the next round, it's DC thirty. Now drowning is. Um, hey, don't drown. And then, and then, if, and if you critically fail, you just you die. And so. If you know somebody who's into drowning, have an intervention. It's dangerous. You shouldn't don't do let it. Let friends drown. Drown. So now you need to do your flat check, right? Um. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. At dying one, correct? Yes. Yeah. So that means this is DC twelve. Flat check twelve. Is that right? I think so. Oh no! Wait. Did I take toughness? Man, I need to go check my feet. Yeah, they nine plus dying. You still at the bottom of your legs? Uh, was that? Your feet. Uh, They're uh, very uh, wet uh, right now. Yeah. So, so right now, if I'm at dying one, then my my flat check is uh ten. Okay. Okay. Cool. Ready yeah. to roll. Fifty. Fifty. Oh no! Hi, everybody. <laughs> See you, everybody. <laughs> All right, well, that takes you down to three, right? Three, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Get them out of the water. <laughs> uh, that will happen at the bottom of the turn order here. Uh, Alaris, uh, Delquarin, left in the water by your own <laughs> with this Naga, like 30 feet away. Yeah, Alaris is going to swim toward the dock, but I think uh, the first thing is on her way there, she notices Candoso sinking slowly toward the bottom of the ocean. Um, and would uh is there anything i can do to save him um for instance i have a hat that turns into a boat Ooh! oh uh, yeah if you activated the boat below both of you it would yeah theoretically I, I wouldn't it like, is it you like know, a blow up raft I, that you just hit a button I, I, and it I, like i think that sunken boats stay sunk no <laughs> No, Have you seen the Pirates of the Caribbean movie where it goes, it, it floats? It, it, I'm yeah. sure it's not inflatable. <laughs> <laughs> I will say you're you're in, you know, not too deep of, of water here. I think that if the boat, like, inflates at this point, uh, uh, you know, you could just, like, stand up in the boat. It might have some mm. water in it, but uh, I think you'd... Uh, uh, you would you would stop sinking down to the bottom. You said that uh, Pity Patterson and Jack Scrimshaw were helping him up anyway, right? Yeah, so they're they're reaching down currently. They'll they'll have you up at the end of the turn. Okay. Okay. So I mean, I I guess my question is like, is there anything that Alaris can do to assist in that uh, uh, getting him out? Um. Yeah. If you want to um, uh, make an athletics check to to aid them in uh, in pulling pulling him up. Try uh, to hoist him up. That. Okay. Yeah. C20. Nope. <laughs> no success there, but you want to try to climb up yourself, and along the way, we can say this is you trying to tug him out of the water. Yeah, yeah, I'll try to do that. Is that another, another. athletics check? Another athletics. It's not a good, not a good skill for me. It's a 17. Yeah, it's that is easily done. Um, at the bottom of the turn order here, uh, they will indeed pull you up out of the water. Can do so. Uh, set about life-saving procedures, but you see a young Jack Scrimshaw say, no, not... Oh, wait, what's his voice? Oi, not Mr. Candoso, no! <laughs> uh, and I, he, I thought he was forgetting my name. <laughs> oh, Candoso, I can't do so forget. Clandango, oh no. You served me so many a meal, so many a rump ration. 
uh, he will pull from his breast pocket a very small vial, which is a, a least potion. <laughs> Like a, a D4 appealing because he's <laughs> small. That's all he needs. Uh, no, this will be a minor. Is it minor or least, which is the smallest? I think minor is smaller because I have a minor potion of invisibility. Everybody else got lesser uh, potions of healing. Yeah, which I think is just a, a D8. We drank all Dump. those up. Yeah, we just we just went through it. Healing be good. The minor, yes. Uh, he's, he's pouring down your throat like an entire month's pay uh pirate pay uh this this healing potion uh giving you 1d8 hit points back uh do you want to roll that tripper sure yeah oh max, max. <laughs> <laughs> just like shoving it down your throat as you come back to to consciousness it says oh no not mr Gando, so go breathe sir breathe uh i should have never jumped in that water <laughs> <laughs> And I think uh, at the end of the turn here, uh, you see the Naga disappear under the the cloud of dust and um, uh, cake mode being thrown up at the, the bottom of the river, uh, only to reappear on a dock to the east where it climbs up the side, um, its body kind of coiling around the the, the timbers and beams of this pier uh, and it starts walking on land perhaps cutting you off from parts of the island behind you guys I officially hate this thing wait is it walking or it's slithering okay it's just okay uh, but it does getting from the water up onto the dock take up its full action and there's there's pirates there's, <laughs> it looks like a foreign fortunate unfortunate badger medlar is the closest pirate i've put on the map but there's other um uh townsfolk and the like nearby as well oh we're not out of this yet honto this thing seems to followed you ashore what would you like to do you gotta got a good look at it now no Mm -hmm. no water obstruction yeah i still don't like it um i already used my key rush that would have been pretty helpful here um let's see you only get one of those? It, well, it's a focus spell. Can you throw a spear at it? Theoretically, I could throw a spear at it. Yeah, spear toss in time. You got like seven of them at this point, right? I mean, <laughs> just you're you're almost. He uh, only holds onto one war spe- machine no, of spears. No, he's only held onto the one spear. Oh, he's, he's not taking any other spears. <laughs> uh, I do have the movement to get up to it in two moves, however. So, um, oh my, yeah. My, my fire with this thing. I can double move up. I can move up uh, 70 feet with two move actions. So, uh, right. Just short of that. And I'm going to hit him with a flurry of blows. Hit him with that flurry. Nope. That's not a hit. That's that's like a super super unhit. Great damage. Bye-bye damage. We need to to quit. (laughs) Patrick needs to to end this episode. So we can come back on a One different day and try again. Dice. Mars oh, is in retrograde. Uh, escaping my wrath, the wrath of the dice this this soon. We'll take it to the end of this uh, round at the very least. Cassius, <laughs> you're up next and are now uh, even further away from everyone else. Yeah, this, this I'm, uh, 
I thought my decision was was fine, and it was not. I'm so far away. Uh, how far away are you? I mean, I'm 75 feet in a straight line, and I definitely don't even have a straight line to the creature. Oh, boy. Okay, well, we're just going to start moving. How much can you move uh, in an action? 25. Uh, I, think I, I think I can make it about a little over halfway there, assuming that the transition from beach to wood planks here is not a, a tall thing, that it's just no. flat. I think you can climb up those. It looks like a kind of uncompleted dock there. Um, uh, yeah, so yeah, three, so. three move actions, and I think the whole time, you know, Cassius is yelling at his crew to, um, you know, if you have a ranged, you know, if you, if they have a ranged option, sh- sh- shoot it. If not, stay away from it. Shoot her! Yeah, pretty much. Just, you know, if he sees a bow on somebody, he's going to be like, any day now, be my guest. Fire away. <laughs> oh, you know, you you can't stop a, uh, a Mahim, uh, a Ramadumi pirate, not uh, one of the sailors that you guys... Uh, took from the man's promise. He, he runs forward ahead of you with a, a short sword drawn and says, All right, Captain! Candoso, you are up. What would you like to do? I am technically alive. Technically the best kind of alive. here. Yeah. <clears throat> you can um, shoot cantrips at it, right? <laughs> uh, move action to stand up. Uh, another move action to move behind this pile of lumber. And... Yep. Yep. That might be all I can do. <laughs> um get no closer than that. <laughs> well, I mean, it's I mean, I I could I mean, I can 115 20 25. No, I mean, I I I guess I could move here. Okay. Um and then right next I, to the captain on the docks. Uh might as well move back here. Oh, getting up closer to this thing. Mm. Uh Alaris, a a half-dead Candoso just jumped up from the dock, soaking wet, and <laughs> went running towards combat. You're yeah, gonna let him uh, make me feel a bit like a wimp. I haven't even taken any damage, but I'm gonna pull out my hand crossbow and shoot from a distance. Okay, yeah, go right ahead. It's a 19. Uh, the first one is not enough. I don't think any of these are gonna be enough. That's a four. Oh yeah, yeah, I think you're gonna need these. I have a weight into this combat. Really, really high. Two. Oh, don't uh, worry about it, guys. I got it. It's fine. I'm good. Uh, well, <laughs> do you have it? Uh, can you uh, uh, fight a, a severe encounter at level four? We'll never know, folks. At least not on this week's episode. Uh, as what happens on the docks of Rickety Squibs is a, a tale for another time. Boy, how thank thank goodness, cause we need to we need to regroup, talk to our digital dice, some terrible ask rolls. them what we did to them, <laughs> and uh, figure out a new plan. Yeah, this yeah plan we have we have uh, uh, offended Besmara in some deep and abiding I, way. Yeah, you need I to come know. back next oh. week with an, a, a a refresh on some hero points. <laughs> oh yeah, you, you <laughs> guys, get at this thing. I live like an hour from the coast. 
this weekend, I'm driving out there, and I'm just going to start chucking coins. <laughs> just just anything I got. Just be like, whatever right. it is, just take it. Just don't. Just <laughs> let me roll above a 10. I bought, I bought all the fish from the Kroger, and I'm just going to toss them all into just, the ocean. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Everyone uh, get a, a battle plan here for taking this thing out. Yeah. It doesn't seem to to be in retreat mode yet. Um, we'll figure it out next time. But uh, until then, thanks for playing with me. Thank thanks you, for Patrick. Thank you, Patrick. All these Patreon listeners just waiting for me to come back and start rolling them rocks. No. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting us. Uh, we'll get them next time uh, on Dead Man. Roll no crits. Bye, everybody. Ahoy! The way I see it, it only helps you get more. Oops, sorry about that. Hold on. I just smacked my mic into my face. Always totally cool. Just so excited to play a pirate. I know. Wham! <laughs> I'm literally gesticulating. Don't need to. It's audio.